Now, a roundup of recent climateliabilitynews.org reports from the Climate Monitor podcast with articles written by journalists Dana Drugman, Karen Savage, and Caitlin Sullivan. Toronto is the latest city to consider filing litigation to hold fossil fuel companies accountable for climate change. City Councilor Mike Layton filed a motion on March 22nd that would ask Toronto city officials to prepare a report on the long-term cost of climate change to the city and to explore legal avenues to force major greenhouse gas emitters to pay for those damages. In the motion, Layton said Toronto should explore joining New York, San Francisco, and other major municipalities in seeking to hold fossil fuel companies accountable for the costs of climate change. According to Mr. Layton, quote, the city of Toronto will spend billions of dollars rebuilding the homes, businesses, and municipal infrastructure damaged by ever stronger floods, storms, heat waves, and flash freezes. We will spend even more proactively to make our city more resilient in the face of those impacts. Layton said the enormous threat of climate change should be enough for everyone to change their behavior, but corporations that have profited for decades from products they knew were destroying the climate must be held accountable. He said in an interview that this motion is a first step. If the motion passes, Toronto will join several other Canadian cities exploring ways to hold fossil fuel companies accountable for the costs of climate change. In the United States, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, recently allowed two large banks to block a shareholder proposal addressing the climate impact of the bank's investment portfolios. The proposal requested that Goldman Sachs and Wells Fargo reduce the carbon footprint of their loan and investment portfolios to align with the Paris Climate Agreement's goal of holding global warming below 2 degrees Celsius. The Commission's decision means that the proposal will be excluded from proxy materials that the company's shareholders will consider at the annual meetings. Daniel Fuguer, president of As You Sow, a shareholder advocacy group involved with the proposal, said, quote, we're very disappointed that the SEC won't even allow this on the ballot, end quote. And she added that the proposal, if passed by the company's shareholders, would not have mandated action, but would have raised the issue with the bank's boards and management. The SEC, however, interpreted the proposal as a mandate, according to the SEC's Office of Chief Counsel, in a letter to the banks, quote, in our view, the proposal would require the company to manage its lending and investment activities in alignment with the goals of the 2015 Paris Climate Agreement of maintaining global warming well below 2 degrees Celsius. By imposing this overarching requirement, the proposal would micromanage the company by seeking to impose specific methods for implementing complex policies in place of the ongoing judgments of management as overseen by its board of directors, end quote. Fuguer said that shareholder concern over climate change and its economic impacts is growing, making it inexcusable for companies like Goldman Sachs and Wells Fargo to refuse to consider shifting their investment portfolios away from high-carbon fossil fuels. 
the District of Columbia could be the next community in line to file a climate change-related lawsuit against oil giant ExxonMobil. Washington, D.C. Attorney General Carl Racine posted a link to a solicitation seeking outside legal counsel in support of an investigation and potential litigation against Exxon for potential fraud. In the solicitation, which he posted on Twitter on March 15th, Racine said that Exxon has known since the 1970s that its products contributed significantly to climate change, which would accelerate and harm the environment. The proposed legal work would be done on a contingency fee basis, and the attorneys would not be compensated unless their work leads to a monetary award. If the award is granted, the contracted firm could be reimbursed up to $1 million. The D.C. Attorney General's office said it would retain sole authority in the direction of the investigation. Municipalities commonly hire outside counsel to assist with complex litigation. A series of newly discovered documents clarify the extent to which the U.S. government, its advisory committees, and the fossil fuel industry have understood for decades the impact carbon dioxide emissions would have on the planet. The documents obtained by Climate Liability News show how much the National Petroleum Council, the NPC, an oil and natural gas advisory committee to the Secretary of Energy, knew about climate change as far back as the 1970s. A series of reports illuminate the findings of government-contracted research that outlined the dangers associated with increased levels of CO2 in the atmosphere. They also shed light on how much this advisory group to the federal government understood the fossil fuel industry's contributions to climate change and unveil the strategies it used to downplay the industry's role. The documents also include more recent evidence that despite having understood the climate ramifications of fossil fuel burning for many years, the companies still have plans to expand oil production in the United States. In a presentation at the 2018 U.S. Energy Information Administration Conference, Plains All-American Pipeline, a company that recently joined forces with ExxonMobil, outlined the ways in which the U.S. oil industry is thriving. The presentation states that continental U.S. oil production peaked in the 1970s, but is, quote, likely to equal or exceed initial peak in 2020, end quote. You can read more details about these reports, including linked material, at climateliabilitynews.org, which is updated several times each week. You can also subscribe to email notifications of new reports on the climateliabilitynews.org website. You can follow Climate Liability News on Facebook. Also, be sure to read more of the report by Caitlin Sullivan that the U.S. government knew climate risks in the 1970s on the climateliabilitynews.org website. I'm Mitch Chester. Thanks for joining us on Climate Monitor.